Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You guys want to fight? Ooh, yes. Let's go. Yes, yes. yes. Who would win in a fight? Just like the whole office. Me. I disagree. Yep. Um, At least Adam's I'm confident. big. He's, he's kind of soft, though. Oh, God. If he's it's, watching, he's going to have a cow. Probably Spano. He's going to come in and beat your ass. Yeah. Oh, he couldn't. <clears throat> Spano's the one I would least want to fight. Yeah, I mean, probably none of us. <laughs> That's probably yeah. a safe. Bet. I can definitely say I would last the longest. What would happen if we just fought in here, three of us and Kale? I'd come out on top. All right, okay. uh, lots <laughs> of fights today <laughs> at Broncos training camp, but only on one side of the mm-hmm. joint practices. Literally, uh, what? I think that's my. Uh, what are we calling it? This is observation. Tra- that's my observation of why. I think Wh- I know why. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that for us because I. Only could come up with a few ideas. Um, there was six fights on one field. That's the Broncos defense going up against the Cowboys offense. There were zero fights on the other with the Broncos offense going up against the Cowboys defense. Um, the Broncos are very confident, and I would I would um, back this up, that they won the fights. Yes. And it's almost anyone you one. talk to will tell you, the Broncos won the day. So we're about to break all of that down. Quickly, a shout-out to our presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Check out DraftKings Sportsbook for all the bets. Football, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this weekend. It might be preseason, but if you watch DNVR Bets Daily, preseason football is actually highly profitable. Also, if you watch DNVR Bets Daily, you didn't hear Dre say that the Ravens have won 20 straight preseason games. You should bet them minus 180. And they have like the best quarterback depth chart maybe in the league. Yes. Oof. Yep. I certainly yep. do. So fun one too. Absolutely. Yep. I'm taking the over in that one and the Ravens. Maybe I'll parlay those Ooh. together. There we go. Uh, you can do that at DraftKings. You can do that at DraftKings. You can't fight people at DraftKings. Um, but Zach, let's just open up with that. I want to know why you think you know why there are fights on one side and not on the other. Can I give you my guess yeah. first, yep. or yep. I'm yep. like afraid that my guess yeah. is going to spoil? Give me it. a guess. Give me a guess. Okay. So. One thing that Henry has been talking about all training camp. No, it's not that. Continue. Okay. <laughs> is that Justin Simmons has become like a talker. Mm. And mm. Justin Simmons is the leader of the defense. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking like him being a chirper. Mm-hmm. And I assume like Dak, you know, isn't afraid to chirp back. Mm-hmm. Him being a chirper riled up the defense. Then, you know, the Cowboys offense didn't want any part of that. So they, you know, chirped back. And that's what boiled it out of control whereas on the other side you have russ mm-hmm. who's not a chirper uh and that kind of 
died things down on that side. Yeah, and in fact, after practice, we found out that Kareem Jackson was the peacemaker on defense today. If he's the peacemaker, (laughs) you know Justin Simmons, Bradley Chubb, Draymond Jones, all those guys are going crazy. Oh, my God. Because Kareem Jackson said 99% of the time, I'm the one that's stirring shit up. Yes. 1% of the time, I'm calming them down. And today was the 1% time. So that just shows you how <laughs> amped up this defense was. And you said that Russell Wilson is a peacemaker, right? He would pulled out an Andrew Luck today. I thought you were going to say he pulled out a gun. Whoa, no, he did not do that. There probably would have been more fights on the offensive side. He pulled out the Andrew Luck right before practice uh, began when the offense and defense were getting ready to go against each other. Russell Wilson went and shook every defensive player's hand. Everybody loved everybody. everybody. Yep, yep, yep. And I think that just got everyone on the same page of, okay, let's just let's just have fun. Let's practice. You know, let's let's practice hard, but we love each other. And I think Russ shaking everyone's hand uh, made it so, okay, we're we're gonna be nice to each other on this field. Don't think Justin Simmons, Bradley Chubb, Draymond Jones, those guys were shaking hands before practice. So I was no. kinda right. <clears throat> Well, it more had to do with Russ. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't explain why there were six on the other side. That's way more than we've ever seen. In fact, I was telling Spencer and Kylie last night, because they were like, we're going to joint practices, like, hope we see some fights, Um, which everyone should say. Uh, (laughs) And I was like, man, I think it'll happen. But in the past, there's always two days of joint practices. And day one is usually pretty calm. Whereas day two is when all the fights break out because, you know, you've got a whole day and they read the media. You know, someone sees that the media saying they got killed by someone else and they yeah. want to go get their yep. revenge the next day. It's one of the rare things in football because you, that doesn't normally happen in real life where you get to see them two days in a row. And this time we didn't either. So, Zach, what's your theory on why it was so out of control on the defense side? Well, look at the defense. I mean, they, they've, they're confident, especially going up against Russ, having a lot, a lot of optimism. And they wanted to show that they can dominate another. So they just came out. And also, I think it's a Nathaniel Hackett effect of just Mm. getting so pumped up every single day in practice, and then you're just on an extra level when someone comes into town. Oh, totally. I mean, it's Bradley Chubb (laughs) leading the way. Like, Bradley Chubb at one point just took his helmet off and went in and started some stuff. Um, He was involved in, like, all those. Malik Reed at one point just threw down a lineman, jumped on top of him, and I'm not sure if he got any, like, real connections in, but he's definitely swinging the arms around for a second before everybody just kind of jumped on top. Dogpile style. Mike Purcell got himself into a couple of those. There was one that was going on when Purcell just kind of like ran into like this group of cowboys who was just kind of watching the other fight and ripped the helmet off and then tossed it 15 yards down the field. So, I mean, you can look in at the individuals and all that. And it's there's they want to fight. Speaking of Mike Purcell, he was feeling it afterwards as well. Uh, Tim Patrick tweeted out updates on joint practices please mike purcell co-tweeted it and said you know we handled business with the flex yeah <laughs> I my favorite it. was dj jones right after practice tweeting i love this team yeah yep. it's yep. like you know that's about the fights you know that's about like the maybe not the fights but the attitude of that defense yeah, i think it, it's about the defense having each other's back totally because every time something would come up the defense was the, the rest of the players were right there and zach i couldn't help all day but harken back to the joint practices against the 49ers the first uh, year of the Vic Fangio era, where after the first day, you and I came on here and we were like, yikes. yikes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the 49ers brought all the energy. No. The Broncos had no idea what hit them. Yep. And I even read, I was just reading back on some old stuff today. I guess I'm like a nihilist in that way. Um, I, You're a historian. Yes. 
I saw a quote from Philip Lindsay that was like, yeah, we approached today like a practice and they approached it like a game. Mm. And it was just like, Perfect. how do you let that happen? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're on your home turf. And that was something uh, that came up after practice. I think it was Bradley Chubb who said something along the lines of like, these are our stomping grounds. We have to protect it at all costs. That was a really forced narrative by some media members. Uh, just, just to be fair. Yeah. He did I give a good quote, though. I love the inside <laughs> scoop there. Yeah. Um, but I just liked seeing that, and from the jump, I saw energy from the Broncos that I didn't see that year, and I was like, well, this is going to be better. And from start to finish of practice, I really felt like the Broncos were bringing the fight, literally and figuratively, to the Cowboys. Without a doubt. And the offense did it on the field as well. They just didn't get the extracurriculars. I think the one fight that the Broncos lost, and maybe they didn't lose because there were no actually punches like five and one. swung. Yeah, I think it was 5-1, and one, was Marquis Spencer gets driven to the ground by an offensive lineman, and I'm talking 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. I didn't even see what happened in the play, but somehow he ended up 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage, and the offensive lineman, way bigger than him, just kind of standing over him. So Marquise gets up, gets in a boxing stance, and just, I mean, treats him like a punching bag. I'm not even kidding you. Squares up, boom, 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 boom. Five punches kind of right to the belly. The offensive lineman is just kind of looking down on him, not moving, not reacting. And <laughs> then, you know, the Cowboys, other players come over and kind of push him around and stuff. But I was like, oh, my gosh, this Cowboys offensive lineman must be huge. <laughs> just Def. took it. Yeah, d took mm -hmm. it. Did not, like, it, it was like a three-year-old. You know, your, oh, your three-year-old niece coming up to you and, and punching <laughs> you, and you're just like, oh, this is kind of funny. Well, and the other thing Kareem Jackson said after practice, like somebody said, why do you think there's so many fights? And he said, well, if you fight in a game, you're going to get suspended. If you fight out here, like what? Maybe you maybe you get booted for three plays? Like, But three plays later, you're back on the field anyway. Sounds was like it, Derek Wolf quote. Was it Marky yeah. Spencer who got like, I saw a coach just like, pointing like to the locker room could have been because i mean <laughs> these were the actual a couple of them were skirmishes where you can't really see if punches are thrown a couple of them maybe mm -hmm. one but i mean he w it was legitimately five punches so if anyone was thrown out of practice it would have been for that wow yeah it was uh, it was electric out yeah, there yeah and i was up on the hill and i have to say i've never seen anything even close did they come out with an attendance they did i I'm not buying it, but I don't know why they would undersell it. 6,800. No, and they said 9,000 on... Uh, for Welcome seven. Back Saturday? Yeah, it was 7-2. When I tell you it's not even close, it's not even close. Um, there was no. thousands more people there today. In fact, just from the second that I got near practice, I was like, wow, this is insane. Um, I was stopped about halfway up Potomac uh mm -hmm. before you could even turn onto broncos parkway just waiting for like an hour like i legitimately i was like luckily for me i was a little antsy this morning like you know your your clock yeah. is set to that 10 a.m practice mm -hmm. and so like i was just ready to go i'm like i'm just gonna leave and go like walk around or whatever some of the other media members were saying they were turning people away which i don't know if that's true but that could affect the numbers if they're saying actually no you can't come in yet the line when i got and i, I finally parked you know in the desert <laughs> and I walked up there. The line went all the way around the field house and then all the way back towards that desert lot. And, like, I had to – I don't normally do this, but I had to pull the media card to, like, get in – uh, into practice wow, before it started. He's not one of the people no, anymore. He is wow. not. No. Um, and then I, I just like, I uh, there were no spots in my spot, which 
crazy wow. that like no one wow. that. you didn't pull the media card again on well, whoever was sitting in your spot no i just went to my spot and i was like hey do you guys mind making some room and they were like no so i, I slid in like i'm just one you know it's like a single in a yeah, chairlift yeah um so it was crazy though like i really thought there's i don't know if you saw my tweet i thought there should be a fight on the hill um, <laughs> a lot of cowboys fans from my perspective yes a lot of cowboys fans they were talking like there were more than there really were i okay. would say 70 30 broncos oh okay okay that's good i did see a lot of orange <laughs> yeah exactly and it is hard because cow- a lot of cowboys fans are wearing blue so it's hard to pick them out unless they're being mouthy like a lot of them are um but that's why i thought there should be a fight because they were trying to like give this like oh we took over your your training camp right, thing right, right, right. so like starting <laughs> let's go cowboys chance and like like yelling you know just like chirps and i was like it is so hot up here and everyone is in here so tight that someone's gonna like i thought that maybe like there would be a fight on the field that would bleeds over bleed over yeah like like someone's like kick his ass and he's like i'll kick your ass you know um so i was a little worried about that because like i tweeted i'm like cowboys fans are insufferable like they think that they they're like something yeah it just makes no sense yeah especially when you're on broncos turf mm-hmm. and they haven't beat the broncos since 1995 henry was not alive <laughs> no, it was wild. not the last time the cowboys beat the broncos on a football field yep. the streak continued today and the streak continued today yep. so um really quick the the only time i heard cowboys fans and was like damn was jerry yep. jerry jerry and i first thought oh my god is it that like jerry judge show or jerry something springer. jerry springer yes jerry springer uh it shows you how much cable tv i watch um and then i was like oh damn is it for jerry judy and i was like oh no damn there's jerry it's, Jones. Right it's quite there. possible that cowboys fans were chanting for jerry jones <laughs> the broncos fans thought yeah, judy yeah, right. started chanting yeah. they all united <laughs> that's what saved the fights yes it did. Uh, that's what brought everyone together um cowboys fans have a weird obsession with jerry jones like I thought they didn't like him because he was like meddling and everything, but and not making them win championships. Like I heard, like, like one person was like, "Jerry Jones is signing autographs over there," and like twelve Cowboys yeah. fans like jumped out of their seat to run down there. I was like, "Whoa!" Even well, we- like with all the media people from Dallas, like they have this weird thing where it's like, "Oh look, there's Jerry." It's like you know, as they used to say, like Jerry's bigger than football. Like Jerry's, bigger, and it's like nobody really cares about jerry jones like i'm sorry to break it to well, you he's like, like the butt of a joke for everyone else yeah but when, yeah. when you think of the cowboys what do you totally. think of? like you think of jerry jones totally yeah. but uh, that's that's what uh, he was uh, trying to do yeah and, yeah and he did a great job yes. he did a great job okay so henry this reminds me of something that oh, i boy. wanted to talk about on the pod yesterday but i forgot i it had was, something too. it was that oh, thing here we go when i say this name in Hold reference on. to the you're Broncos, standing at practice yep just looking out. Yeah. Yeah. And I say Peyton. Manning. Boom. There we go. Let's go. <laughs> you got to understand the context here. No, no, no. That was the context. <laughs> no, first Standing of all, in practice. George Peyton had just walked out. So, like, he was on my mind. And I watched him walk over to this John Elway and start, story, yes, and start talking to him. And then he goes, oh, there's Peyton. And he's, like, pointing over there. I'm like, no, he's over there. <laughs> and he's like no yeah. Peyton Manning I'm like okay uh, yes I had to ask a couple of other media members today and they of thought of course they... everyone thinks Peyton Manning first but <laughs> George Peyton was top of mind for him because he's right okay. in front of me okay. anyways um, let's jump into some of our observations I don't know if you guys can see double sided notes not double spaced double sided we've got offense on one side nothing. defense on the other side and uh, there's a lot to talk about so uh-huh. let's start with the offense um which zach and i caught 
every offensive play. Henry caught every single defensive play, and then both of us got some defense. So sorry, Henry, if you're going to be a little bit of an observer on this part. We'll take a quick nap. Yeah, okay, cool. Like, Make sure you're dialed in for the next segment. <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> just zoom in on us right now. Yeah, just exactly. kick it just cut, they cut Henry out of this. <laughs> hey. Um, so, first pass of the day uh, gets things going, yep. and it's a little post-corner route from Cortland Sutton. Not even that open, and Russ just puts it in a perfect place where Court fully extends. Doesn't have to leave his feet, but gets both arms fully extended, catches it. Probably 20 yard gain or so. And it just felt like. I'd say up. Okay. More. Yeah. 25. Um, and it was just like, okay, here we go. Very next pass. Uh, it's Montrell Washington who sits down in his own. Russ just unleashes a laser, hits him right in the stomach. Um, first down there. Very next pass after that. It's my boy. Your fourth string boy. My boy no, with the ones string. on the first <laughs> series of practice. Eric Salbert for another first down. And that was it for that series. So it was just like three for three, bang, 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 first down, first down, first down. Here we go, Russ. Three Real for quick three, on that two note. big plays. After, after practice, Russ was asked about Albert Okawebudam, and then uh, he, the answer transitioned into Eric Saubert. Like he was like, yeah, he's been really good. He's been really good. And then was like, Eric Saubert also. I think he also My threw boy. in Dulcich. I think he threw did in he? Tom. I think, I think that was a separate question. I think he threw in everyone, just like he did when he was asked about Cortland Sutton. He brought in Jerry. He brought in Hinton. I mean, he that's that's, that's what Russ okay. does. That's what he when, was doing when, in practice, too, involving he, everyone. He, he really was. And Ryan, so he started hot. But then in that period as well is when the running game got going as well. First run, a little nondescript. Second run, though, Javante Williams has a fantastic cutback. The yep. entire offensive line's going to the left. He reads it right when he gets the ball, cuts to the right, and it, this could have been a 70-yard touchdown in a game, potentially, because he had, he had yeah one to two guys to beat. He was definitely getting past one, uh, and he may have got past the second. It was what I love to see about that. We know Javante can break tackles, especially against defensive backs, but the vision. Yes. That's something that lacked a little bit last year. Love seeing that. I don't know like how if this is a, a natural thing that you just start learning the more you do it, or if it's legitimately something he's worked on. But his cuts today were the best they've been all camp, night and day. And like if I was gonna do an overreaction of the day, it's like, oh, he's ready for this offense. Like some point in the last week, he turned the corner in terms of the zone running scheme and the cutback and the vision, because he looked dialed today. Mm -hmm. He he certainly did. And then Russ had an incompletion uh, to Jerry. Yeah, he did have Jerry. Well, he needed half a second more time. It was like pocket kind of collapsed on him. So he did like a, like a little step back flip of the arm and Jerry coming on the crosser had no one within 20 yards of him and just sailed it. So who you put that on? It sounds like you're not putting it on Russ. It's on the offensive line. Okay, okay. Uh, he had an open receiver. I think he should have hit him. Yeah, I, I mean, literally half a second more, it's a touchdown maybe. Then an incompletion to Brandon Johnson. He just tried to get it in a, in a tight middle uh, of the field where there was a lot of coverage, incomplete. Uh, and then we go to about the 20-yard line, Ryan, and the, the defense or the offense is going about 80 yards. And uh, a little more struggles there. Yep. Yeah, and that's the one, that's the period in which he threw the only interception um, of practice, and it was not his fault. Yeah. Um, the weird thing is, like, kind of a tough practice for Brandon Johnson. He's coming across the middle and just not looking for it. Like, I don't know if he just expected to get to, like, a further part of his route, but he's dragging across the field, and Russ gets pressure in his face, so he just, like, throws it right at Brandon Johnson, who is not looking. 
gets a hand up, hits off his hand, off his helmet, straight up in the air, pick. Yeah, it went right through his hands. He yep. should have had it, but like you said, kind of a last-minute thing. But the good thing is that was his only interception of uh, of practice today, and it wasn't his fault. Yeah, 100%. And, and really, I wouldn't even say he put the ball in harm's way there, and he didn't put the ball in harm's no. way in, in any other moment in practice. No, he certainly didn't. In red zone, there was nothing about harm's way. This is where Russ got cooking and he was hot uh you had a uh it actually started with probably the worst play in the red zone where russ threw a corner fade to jerry judy but there was great coverage by the cowboys so there was really no chance of it being caught pretty much every other throw ryan went for a touchdown yeah and i thought jerry actually could have uh, caught that like it would have been a great catch um but uh, you know it was a contested ball one-on-one ball was any man's ball 50 50 and i i i didn't love it from jerry like okay I, and I you had a better angle on that one than wow, me. look at you from, from my that. angle it looked like it was smothering coverage <laughs> it was it was great coverage okay it was great coverage not taking anything away i just like wanted to see jerry go get it fair fair i like that and jerry did go get it a little bit later but then the kendall hinton kendall hinton show started where russ just i mean threw what i thought was the biggest laser of the day from him in the red zone. Kendall was on, um, uh, was was in very tight coverage, and Russ threw it right there, and Kendall got in the end zone. I love that sound, <laughs> like when it, when he just rips one and then it hits the shoulder pads and it pops. Like that is a that is music to my ears. Um, and yeah, I, I the maybe my favorite play of the day was not even a difficult throw from Russ. Uh, but it was just a great design. Jerry Judy rips across the formation coming in in motion and snap, toss out to Jerry in the flat. You've got a blocker out there. The you know the um, corner or whoever was covering him coming across the formation can't get there. They get caught up in the mesh. And Jerry just, you know, jumps into the end zone for a touchdown. Yeah, honestly, Nathaniel Hackett deserves a yes. touchdown for that play. Albert O deserves the play of the day, in my opinion, for play the very camp, next play. Play a camp? I, I thought so. I, I love it. Albert O's in the end zone. He's streaking to the right. Russ throws the ball. Throws there, it just. There's no window. Right. Like, right. nowhere very to good, put this ball. Very good defense. So Russ puts it out in front. Albert tips it to himself, but tips it too much to himself where it goes over his shoulder so he completely flips around tips it to himself again then as he's falling the ball lands in his lap as he finishes his complete 360 so two tips to himself i think three falls down three tips to himself yeah. falls down catches it as he did a 360 it was an incredible play and never put any hand on the ball other than his left hand so mm, like right left-handed yep. tip out in front of him spins around left-handed tip to himself again kind of completes the 360 left-handed tip into his body where he pins it. It was just like, wow, the concentration on that. And Russ trusted him there. Like just said, like, I'm going to put this out onto your hand because there's nowhere else. Everything else was covered. So Russ is like, I'm flipping this out onto your hand. Like you have one hand, make the play. And he did. And Alberto's got a lot of praise in the past couple of days, a little bit from Russ today and also Hackett saying it took him a yeah. while to learn uh, the, the offense, but now he's got it and he's really showing it. And I think they're finally showing trust in him. And then the next play was another Kendall Hinton touchdown. This is one that's actually on Broncos Twitter. They've tweeted it out. It was just a perfect corner fade to yep. Kendall Hinton. Kendall had about a two-step uh, separation, made the catch. It was perfect. Well, and it was a – normally you'd call it post corner, but it was so close I guess I would call it slant corner because the play is all moving right. Everyone's going right. And Kendall Hinton just comes – one step in and then back to the back pylon. 
he was wide open after the break and Russ just dropped it in perfectly. Yeah, I think uh, Kendall Hinton is having just a fantastic past week. Yeah. And then the red zone period ended with a an incomplete pass to Jerry Judy. Yep. Yep. And then not too much action after that until you get to the move the ball period. Also, something we saw for the first time all day today was a move the ball period that didn't start on its own side uh, on your own side of the field. We got to move the ball mm-hmm. from the 25-yard line. That was maybe my favorite part of mm-hmm. practice because it was the the plays were perfectly staggered. So it was just like right. play on on offense, play on defense, play on offense. Both teams ended up kicking a field goal. Um although that's where well we'll talk about the that later cuz that was a defensive one, but um Jerry almost made an incredible catch. Maybe one of the ones that you could review um, to get a first down on like third and three. Nowhere to go. Russ just runs out of the pocket, slings it to him. Full extension, makes the catch, tries to drag both feet. The ref says he didn't get both down. Yep, exactly. And then there was a move the period that actually started on the Broncos side of the field. And that one... uh, We'll get to the defensive one in just a second. But on the offense, uh, they were able to get into a long field goal range, yep. uh, essentially. And made it. They made it, but my biggest bummer of the day, not a big surprise, Micah Parsons tore up the offensive line here. For the most part, the they offensive did line did a fantastic job outside of this series. And, and really, it was Calvin Anderson who gave up back-to-back would-be sacks. So likely... The drive does not end in a field goal. The The drive ends in the Broncos punting the ball or time running out if it's the end of the first half. Uh, Calvin Anderson was beat on back-to-back plays, and, and Micah Parsons, he's just he's that good. Yep. So it's not like I don't want to bash Calvin too much for mm-hmm. that, but it would have been potentially game-changing drives, but definitely series-ending drive right there. And, you know, he's going to be playing Joey Bosa. He's going to be playing, you know, Frank Clark, I guess, is in the best shape of his life. He's going to be oh, playing. Oh, give me a break. Hey, uh, we're – I'm – I'm actually kind of scared of that one. But hey, yeah, I mean, Russ, Russ today said he's in the best shape Max of his Crosby. life. Everyone is in the best shape of their life right now. <laughs> Anytime you ask him a question, yeah. yeah except me. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, actually, me as well. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, camp. Camp gets me every time. I'm yep. in the best shape of my life. Wow. Impressive. <laughs> camp resistant. Um, I guess overall thoughts on the offense. Oh, one more thing I wanted to say. I got to give credit to Kelvin Joseph, uh, corner for the Cowboys. I looked over there and I saw Cortland Sutton matched up on him several times. And I just kept thinking like, this dude's cooked. Mm. And other than short stuff, like Cortland was able to beat him on a couple different slants. Um, Every time they tried to do that fade route up the sideline that has just, you know, terrorized Ronald Darby all camp, uh, Joseph was in perfect coverage. And the throws, you know, I've seen Russ make better throws on on that route, but... Number one, Kelvin Joseph, like keep an eye out for him. I think he's legit. Mm, I, that's it's a very good tidbit. I guess I don't really like hearing that, but it doesn't really matter since the the Broncos don't play the Cowboys. Uh, my overall impressions of the offense was at the end of the day, it matters how you do in the red zone. And the Broncos dominated the red zone today. So Broncos won because of that. Little disappointed at the move the ball period. And I am worried in obvious pass situations, especially like Henry said, you're going to be going up against very dominant pass rushers all season. Mm -hmm. How the line, specifically the right side of the line, holds up to that. And Nathaniel Hackett, instead of Albert O being on the field as a pass catcher when you're in the two-minute he may have to have Andrew Beck as a fullback to help out the right side or even Eric Tomlinson yep, because you're going to have to just not ignore that. 
because unfortunately Calvin Anderson's a good swing tackle, but today going up against a really good pass rusher uh, that the Broncos would not have scored there. So that does concern me. Uh, but overall, red zone's where it matters most, and the Broncos dominated. Yeah, and I think the big thing, it's so hard to discuss these plays on a podcast and really just ever in training camp. It's even hard to write about them, anything. Uh, and that's the running game. It's, it's just you never know how long anything is. You never know. Like, there's a couple pops that you can be sure of. But I feel like if this was a game, just like last year, Javante Williams would have ran all over the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And it would have completely altered the game. Like, if you can't stop a team from running, you're losing every time. And we'll get to it, but that was not the vibe on the defensive field. Right. Right. Exactly. So, it to me, that would be the number one thing if you were going to say, like, eh, it was close from the passing. Okay, well, maybe the red zone gets it, you know, gets it close to a win. The running game makes it a definitive win for me. Uh, Javante was looked the best he has in camp for me by a long shot. Oh, without a doubt. I, I completely agree. Javante was was certainly the best version we've seen him, and especially knowing what he can do when you actually can tackle, uh, and that's what's super exciting. And what's super exciting is you can bet on Javante Williams over, mm -hmm. under. Nice. You may want to take the over, over a DraftKings Sportsbook. Maybe you get in on a little mm. Nick Benito sacks if you can get that oh, going. I'm Bradley so Chubb sacks. We'll jump into the defense in just a second, but you got to get in on DraftKings Sportsbook. Looking at week one of the NFL season just a month away, but you can get in on preseason. Like Ryan said, we got games, what, the next four days of preseason football? We got Broncos, Cowboys. With how today went, maybe you want to take the Broncos, although we'll talk in a little bit just how many starters are going to play. But at DraftKings, you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Let's say you want to put 1000 bucks on a preseason game, if that does not hit, you get $1,000 in a free bet back to bet. And if you only want to do $10, you can do that. That's for new customers over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also, guys, need more of you coming to this tailgate. I know you're going to the game, so we need you guys RSVPing for the tailgate. Mm -hmm. It's going to be... An absolute blast. You're getting a first look at what our whole new tailgate setup is going to be this year. Um, and I feel like I shouldn't have to sell other than unlimited Breck Brew, unlimited Mile High City Sliders. Well, and we know you're coming to this game because typically preseason games sell in the 50s. They already got 60, 000, over 60s and sold. So and where are you? At the same time, most expensive preseason ticket in the league. Wow. This game this weekend. <laughs> I believe that. I mean, Broncos, Cowboys, yeah, and new quarterback. I, I obviously, it, it starts with the Russ effect. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, but then it's also just Cowboys fans. Like, to their credit, they're everywhere. They have nothing to be proud of for like 30 years, but they still, they still support them. Yeah. It and I, I, I forgot to mention this. Two Cowboys fans sitting next to me, very chill. Oh, so you don't want to punch him? No, I didn't. Uh, not even wow. a little bit. No punchable faces? No. Really wow. nice guys. Um, new DNVR had come to the bar for oh, Avs games. So. Okay. okay. Respect. So there it is. Okay, respect. There we go. <laughs> well, yeah, that, exactly. That, that, no, that, <laughs> didn't <come> <laughs> <out>. <laughs> okay. it didn't come out until the very end when they legitimately said, why are you taking such diligent notes? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, I, uh, I have Big a fan. podcast. <laughs> they were like, oh, who's it for? DNVR. Oh, we've been to the bar. Oh, nice. Wow. Love to hear it. Wow. Did they ask for your autograph? No. RG was signed some autographs yesterday. Yes. Did you hear this? No. Yes. Yeah. You know, he always goes and takes yeah, video of yeah. the, them signing autographs. Someone asked for his. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> yes. And I was like, like on 
like did they know who you were he's like yeah like you know because i've like been in those scenarios where right. like a little kid's like hey can i get your autograph you're like no nah, you're on the other side of the rope can i have your autograph <laughs> yeah uh, also breckenridge brewery rk already mentioned it but you can come drink a bunch of breckenridge beers on saturday what it, I, I wish i had a few of those during practice today oh my it's God. so hot Is out it there 100 degrees out there today it i know it was pushing the record i don't know if it actually did but pushing mm. the record yeah Long, longest time in the sun for me by the way i was gonna say also this was the latest practice so that meant more time in the heat and Oof. sun only time all camp i had to buy a water wow yeah no free water they do have like big canteens oh, but you yeah, have to have something yeah. to put it in right right yep. right uh saturday 97 degrees in denver Shit. we're gonna be out there all day tailgating you're gonna need those beers to hydrate it'd actually be irresponsible not and to water. drink a bunch of breckenridge wrong uh, it'd be irresponsible <laughs> not to drink a lot of breckenridge brews on saturday i love the feeling of being hot and buzzed it just feels uh, like vacation or something it, yes. you must love summer our <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is gonna have a good time on yes, saturday I am. But even if you're not coming to the tailgate, still get your hands on a bunch of those because they're really good, and that's the way you should spend these super hot summer days while we still have them. Uh, use the beer locator, brackbrew.com. Put in your zip code. Click on whatever you want to try, and it will tell you where to go. There you go. All right. Shall we shift to the other side? Defense. Henry, welcome back. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's nice to see you. Thank you. Actually, Ryan, let's just keep talking. Okay. No, no, I am talking about Nick Benito. That man is unbelievable. It was, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, Nick Benito got a sack. That's fun. And then he goes and does it again. And you're like, oh, best day for Nick Benito. And then he gets a third one. And you're like, oh, oh boy, this is the story. And then he closes it out with another sack at the end. Four sacks for Nick Benito. Two of them against Dak Prescott. It's, it's, uh, it's a big day. I mean, he's had what? one or two sacks all of camp yeah he's been quiet zero against first team and today yes. it was nick bonita that means pretty i think ah. bonito does too but also a man maybe in like <laughs> italian no i think spanish I'm kind of do we need to call Not dre with, in here oh two t's makes it tough yeah exactly the two t's i don't think that's how it is with the, anyways the, very yeah. pretty sacks <laughs> um, yeah you 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 just it's so weird like i don't know how to contextualize this because it's like there was no, there the the Nick Benito hype train not only hadn't even le- hadn't left the station they weren't even selling tickets for it yet yeah. no in and, fact I heard a media member yesterday say he's going to be a massive bust oh. <laughs> that's that behind the scenes but yes. of course yeah <laughs> uh, I want to hear who said that uh-huh. um, but by the way it's important to keep in mind he's a second round pick yep. it's very different oh, yeah. than like the, the first draft pick the Broncos yep. have had Late in years past round. you know like. You can't put the same ex- expectations on him that you would have on Bradley Chubb or anything. But with that being said, like I, there was zero Nick Benito hype, didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And then today, like the train just left the station, and now it's it's gone. It's off. It's just running off the rails, out of control. Like, yep. how could you not, in the most real football we've seen since he's been here, he puts up four sacks, two on the first team yes. starting offense for the Cowboys. How could you not? How, how am I supposed to tell people, like, yeah, don't be excited about this? Well, I, I've gotten answers because it's only happened once. And so I actually, okay. I, I'm certainly riding the train, letting it go. But my, my foot's over, over the brake, just trying to be a realist okay. here because we haven't seen it against the Broncos' first team. We haven't really seen it against the Broncos' second team. So it makes me question uh, mm-hmm. 
Dallas's offensive line really bad, or at least the side he was going up against that bad. And if their first team's that bad, their second team's going to be that bad as well. Because then on the flip side, uh, Bradley Chubb was also doing a great job. I mean, it wasn't just a one-man wrecking show. Of course he does that. But it wasn't just Bradley Chubb who had zero sacks last year. Uh, So just just trying to be realistic. And and I'm just saying that maybe the, the consistency isn't necessarily there yet, mm-hmm. but what I am excited about is maybe there's a game that Bradley Chubb uh, is out for one game with a little rolled ankle or something to t- touch with it. That's why I said one game, though, and Nick Benito comes in and has a three-sack game, and the rest of the mm-hmm. season he has three sacks, then he ends with six sacks, something like that. I love yeah. seeing an explosion. I, I'm i not saying, like, all of a sudden I'm like, he's a Hall of Famer, but I'm just saying, like, it's hard not to get excited over a day like this with a guy who essentially is a giant ball of potential. And you're just like, he does the thing that is the most valuable thing that any defender can do, which is he jumps off the ball really quickly. Mm -hmm. And when someone saw that today, it's like when a pitcher comes in that's throwing 103 and a lineup hasn't seen it, and they're just like befuddled. Yeah. An offensive line that hadn't seen Nick Benito's jump saw him today. And it was a massive issue for them. And yep. Nick Benito said in his own words that, you know, he's been going up against Garrett Bowles. He's been going up against Calvin Anderson, two of the best tackles in the NFL. Oh, yeah. And he said, yeah, yeah, he yeah, said yeah, 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 yeah. he's been going up against two of the best tackles in the NFL. And now he was playing against those guys and he was able to let loose. Well, it's smart. I mean, it's smart for him to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it actually reminds me, did you see the Jordan Davis quote? Um, about uh, Steph? No, no. Oh, no, it's um, Mike Jones, sorry. Yeah, no, Jordan Davis is the rookie for the Eagles, the big DT from Georgia. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, And he had the video last week where he legitimately put an offensive lineman on skates. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you see that? No. He, I mean, just like as if he was a sled, just pushed him straight back. And, He's so strong. Yeah, and so like everyone's freaking out over that. And they're like, what's it like just to like have that and it go viral? He's like, I actually hate it um, because I think his name's Cam. He's like... Cam and I have been having great battles all camp. Like he's a great player, and I hate that everyone is like dogging on him because I had one good play against him. That's really like, cool. Oh, wow, that's, that's the really cool. best quote I've heard from <laughs> yeah, a rookie all year. He's been like the best rookie in training camp so far yeah. across the league. Anyways, mm-hmm. I just I like I like seeing Nick Benito give his guys credit like that. Um, one of those two things might be true. We don't fully know about Garrett Bowles. Um, <laughs> one of the two might. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but I really do think there's something into like the not having tape thing. Now, that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. work, right? Like now the tapes, mm-hmm. or at least very soon, the tape's going to be out there. And so like they're going to know you have one move. It's speed rush. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's just gr- it's really exciting to see a rookie who had no fanfare to this point go out there against a different team and give them absolute fits. And so here, here's the con- so really quick. Here's it where I can see that where I want to see the consistency and can truly let my foot off the brake is he's going to have plenty of time in preseason. Oh, exactly, yeah. Ryan. Saturday, yep. next week against Buffalo, the following week against Minnesota. He, If he comes out, then, yeah, they, this train's off and running. I think Nick Benito, you can't bet on this, but but if you could bet on who the leader in preseason sacks will be, Wow, Benito would be solid that last year. Yeah. yeah, like when you're one of the backups, but you're really good, really good. still at what you, you have do. One like exactly. Elite, I think he has an one elite skill. Mm-hmm. He did also say I I asked him and he said uh, they saw some things on tape, like they they had some things on those tackles that they thought would work, and he was he said like yeah I was able to just do those things we said. 
Now, the Broncos really did study the Cowboys here. Uh, And and I I don't know how the the Cowboys approach this, but I know in years past with the Broncos staff, they wouldn't do any scouting work uh, on the teams that they were playing. So I'm very curious to see just (laughs) did the Broncos have a ridiculous advantage because they scouted and the Cowboys didn't? Or are the Broncos that much better at scouting and practicing and the team than the Cowboys? Kind of looked like that was a strategy during the season, too. Not scouting. Yeah, just like, yeah, we'll just show up and see what happens. We do what we do. Yeah. Second and eight, let's do. run. I mean, sounds like Mike McCarthy, who, by the way, <laughs> babysat Nathaniel Hackett as a kid. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Was that because co- he coached with? His dad. It must yeah. be, yeah. Okay. That is crazy. Imagine um, trying to schedule a joint practice with your yeah. old babysitter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine would not be good at that. Your babysitter? Yeah, they could not coach a football team. I had lots of different <laughs> babysitters. Uh, Favorite one was Amanda. Uh, Who knows where she is? Today? <laughs> Who's to say? Coach of football? Uh, I randomly ran in. Like I don't. I don't know how this is possible. Yeah. I'm. Le- I'm. I'm back in the desert lot, um, just trying to get some air conditioning while you guys are at the podium, and I'm sitting in my car, and a woman gets into the car next to me, and she's like, "Roll your window down." And I'm like, "Oh, must." Must be, you know, a fan of the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, are you Ryan? I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, I went to elementary school with your sister. And I was just like, whoa. How did you do that? Did you have any idea who she was? No. (laughs) She was like, oh, like, yeah, Lisa and I went went to elementary school together. Tell her Kira said hi. And I was like, wow. How did you just just Facebook message her or something? To troll her, did you say, okay, nice to meet you, Kayla. No, no. Oh, no? Because no. you did that. You did that to your sister's only, friends. Only to boyfriends. Oh, only to her boys' oh, okay. friends. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, Nick Benito, awesome. What else? Um, let's keep going with that kind of thing. Bradley Chubb, also incredible. Like, he he had a sack off the edge. He was in the backfield blowing things up. There's a video going around. Mike Purcell, like, blew through the line. Got his hands on uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Bradley Chubb keeps running and gives him a little shoulder and sends him flying. And somehow that did not start a fight. So... There's only one takeaway from the fact that yep. everything else started a fight, yep. and that didn't start a fight, is the Cowboys don't like Zeke. Mm. Like, no one had yep. his back. Mm. Or they realize that Bradley Chubb is just someone not to mess with in a fight. I mean, I can buy the Zeke thing, though. Yeah, it's just they're just like, <laughs> Pretty easy. yeah, F that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Justin Simmons great play in the end zone, which we can debate what it was later on. Uh, Bradley Chubb, a half step from Dak. And so, like, I don't think, like, maybe he gets a hand on him as he's throwing. He's not getting the sack, but he's right there. There was a lot of that. Russell Wilson um, was on the ground twice today. Did not like that. Yeah, I don't like, like that Like, actually on the ground. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Like, uh, I, I thought there should be a fight on, based on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dak was not on the ground. Uh-oh. Dak was never so on the ground. So then Garrett Bowles didn't live up to his promise. What? Oh, I, think what, I think it was more like he just fell uh. from, like, getting pushed. Like, you know, people got pushed back into him. He, like, jumped throw and just, like, falls down or whatever. But Punched still. the ground or something. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he went down for a reason. Hit There's him if he's the reason he fell. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, I mean, that entire defensive line. Like, they were shutting down the run game all the way through. There were a couple – I think there were two decent runs – 
from Zeke. And those are the ones where it's like, ah, there's like a, a little lane up the middle. It kind of like curves. And it's like, yeah, he was able to get through there. It's like guys are getting hands on him. It's Zeke. He probably breaks those. None of them are going more than like a dozen yards. And for the most part, he was getting hit by the last scrimmage. You know, yeah, I mean, really, really quick, Henry. That yeah. one just reminds me of the Jerry Judy one a couple days ago where like some people thought he could have scored, but <laughs> there's no the way. Video out. <laughs> there's, there's a reason for that. There is oh, a that's reason. probably why there's not a video with the Justin Simmons thing either. <laughs> yep. Matt Henningsen had a couple of tackles for loss. Dude, like, what like, a week. Exactly. Yeah. And the all of his are very loud plays. Like when he makes a play, it's like, was he just untouched because it's been half a second and he is touching the running back in the backfield? Yeah, maybe he has like a nice little swim move that just gets right through. I yeah. think he may just diagnose defenses better than any other defensive lineman in the NFL because he's that smart. Uh, <laughs> why? Because he's super smart. And oh, he, yeah, he's yeah. like the, uh, what? what's the space engineering it's an insane type. Yeah. We don't even know yes, the word. We don't even know the word for what he does. Engineer. He's so smart. We don't even know the word. He's a space science guy. Yeah. But uh, no, he had a couple of those. Mike Purcell had a couple. I, I said that. Yep. Um, Didn't it, did, did he rip someone's helmet off and throw yes. it? Or was the helmet just on the ground? And he It was it? on his head. I, I was just watching. It was in my line of sight. And I was like, oh, there's Mike. And yeah. I said on the I said on a takeaways video, you kind of like bowled it. And I, I had it as like five yards of six yards of carry, another like twelve or so on the ground. Nice. It was a. Uh, it was pretty crazy. That's the kind of thing like you just don't see. Well, because it'll get you ejected. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, everything that happened on that side would get you ejected. It's true. The guys were doing like a gun to the head celebration. Like, Actually, yes. I was my like, God. Not to their own either. No. No yes. way. Yes. When the guy's on the ground? No, and he's like walking back to the line of scrimmage. Oh I was like, yeah. Find, ejected, suspended. <laughs> yeah. We learned a lot about canceled. that defense today. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's social media. Yeah. That is a mean defense. Yeah, and, you know, we, we've kind of joked a little bit about, like, Draymond Jones not liking the media. I'm, he might just not like anyone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Unless yeah. you're like an Ohio State Buckeye teammate or something. Yeah, like he's like a mean dude. He's out there just like mean mugging yeah. everyone the entire day. Yep, yep. He was walking off practice, uh, off the practice field, mean mugging just, <laughs> just life. And uh, and I saw some media members be like, "Oh, Draymond's going. Let's go get him." I'm like you guys aren't getting him. He just walks right by. <laughs> <laughs> there was somebody, I can't remember who it was, which is probably a good thing. But yesterday, somebody, one, I think it was one of the radio guys, was like, hey, you have a minute to, to talk? Just like looked, didn't even say yep. anything. Yep. Just yep. kept walking. Yeah. Like not even like, a, oh, I've got to go lift. Or like, ah, no, no, just like kept walking. It's super funny until it's you. Yeah. All you got to do is learn your lesson once. Then oh, you exactly. won't be embarrassed yeah. again. That actually yep. has not happened to me this year. Wow. Curious to see what happens in open locker room when you can't just walk away. Uh, he probably just will not be there. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Uh, they yeah. open the, the door, see the media, close the door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm cool with it if he's going to be that mean to the other team as well. It definitely. Yep. Wrapping up the front seven. Um, I mean, Baron Browning, there was like one sack where Dak just kind of got caught in the pocket. Yep. I'm going to give credit to him. Um, there, was a, there was a big TFL from Alex Singleton with the twos. Same just, with Josie. Yeah. Just blew through the line and... Was like, oh, yep, touched him. Then just kind of like kept running. Play kept going for like three seconds because the guy kept running. Um, I think that's it for the front seven. Um, from there, I mean, Sertan was good. Uh, the, they got beat up in the slot. He gave up one catch to CD. Yep, which yep. was a really good performance. Yes. To me, that was my biggest takeaway from the defense. The defense won the day by far on the offense. Yep. 
except for C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb did whatever he wanted on the Broncos' defense. Except had, for when Pat was guarding him. Like, he got one on Pat, but the rest of the time, Pat held his own. And it was like a 20-25. It was a really good play. Uh, but then Michael O.J. Mudia just got picked apart yep. by C.D. Lamb. And so it not, just... It's not a fair matchup. It's not a fair matchup, but... Both of the cornerbacks that were out have some injury concerns, specifically Ronald Darby. So it does make you make you nervous. And I was so high on OJ coming into training camp yeah. just with how he did in the offseason. And it just come back to earth a lot. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, CD did have back-to-back drops to end practice. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. a tough, tough break for him. One was, a, I guess you give a PBU to Justin if you want. Um, he got his hand in there and I think actually knocked it away. Um, the Cowboys fans were saying he caught the ball and was down. He was not. Uh, and then the next one was just a clean drop. Uh, and I think that was their last offensive play. In, think, uh, in yeah. a game, I feel like CD would have had like 14 catches on 17 targets. Well, yeah. I just think the in the, in a game scenario, the Broncos would have said like, okay, Pat, you're not leaving his side. Yeah. I, hope, I, I hope that's what they do. But I feel like it's easier to say that. And then coaches just don't do it as often. It's it true. is weird seeing that Cowboys offense with like CD... Remember, at one point, CD was the three for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now he's like the bona fide one, and there's not much else around him. Noah his, Brown. His, Noah Brown, yeah. I think, did it just as much as CD Lamb. And it, it was mostly just taking advantage of the slot. Like, there were, there didn't. See, 85? Yeah. yeah. CD had the big play, which I guess does is clear separation. But Noah Brown working out of the slot, like, Bassey could not keep up with him. I think he got Stearns once, too. Um, but, but I mean, even with CD, like they moved him into the slot. The, the one downside for the Broncos defensively was the move, the ball drill where they went all the way, probably what 60 yards, 65 yards. It was yep. something in there for a touchdown that ended with a 25 ish yard touchdown on a, um, uh, uh, post post. Thank you. I was trying to think, what is that thing he runs towards? Yeah. A post Skinny post really, um, to CD lamb who just ran past OJ Mudia, which is what happened. Um, but on that drive, he also lined up in the slot and just two slot slants back to back, just ten yards on each to move the sticks. I think the slant is criminally underutilized in the yes. NFL. Like, That's what it looked like today. It, yeah, it's just like, especially if they have to worry about you going deep at all ever, the slant should work like nine times out yes. of ten. It seems like the Broncos are going to utilize it from the way training camp is. Going. Yes, and they should. Yeah, um, Cortland Sutton. I mean, he could have had a hundred slants today if they wanted to throw them to him because. Uh, Joseph, you know, who did a great job on him on the deep routes, was it's a part of it was because he was just giving him so much cushion. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And and like you said, Henry, that was the one disappointing thing because they were happening at the same time. The move the ball and the Broncos get a long field goal, but wouldn't have in a game, in my opinion, because of Michael Parsons. And the Broncos defense gives up a huge touchdown or a, a, a touchdown drive to the Cowboys. However, in red zone. The Broncos' defense dominated. Just as many touchdowns. The Broncos were scoring touchdown after touchdown on offense. On defense, there were no touchdowns scored by Dallas. Was there offense. one for Dalton Schultz? Was there one? I think there was okay, one for Dalton one. Schultz. And how many did we say? Five or six for the Broncos? Yeah. 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 Three straight at one point. Yep. Um, that's when Justin Simmons. Yes. Yeah. No, that was in the... Yes, red zone. It was, yeah. it was. The red zone move from the 25. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's such a bummer because it would have just been like an easy way to be like, and this happened. Mm-hmm. And that was like the, the final yep. punch. Um, but despite a lot of media members thinking mm-hmm. it was a pick, I am 99.9. I've only come back 0.01 because it's, I'm further away from the experience now. But at yep. the time, I was 100% sure. Uh, Justin jumps in the back of the end zone, gets both hands on the ball. 
and as he's falling just drops it hits the ground and then he kind of rolls over and picks it up so a lot of people like if you weren't behind the play there's no way you would have known that he didn't take it all the way to the ground but it was a little bit of a bummer and i think the reason why everyone was going crazy is because it was either third or fourth down so it was still a stop Mm -hmm. yeah and and uh after doing more research because i was on the other side where you said you, you can't see it and it looked like a pick and the crowd crowd reacted like it was a pick i do think it was dropped yeah and i i'm willing to take so, your word for it you're right you got video research or what uh, i just did my research you know? okay okay <laughs> aaron Rodgers. there were like five of us standing at like the 50 as far up as they let you go and so like we could all see him like it hit his hands and it fell out of his hands but then everybody around me was sure that he had like got it Scooped again on the it. way back yeah. down and I was like, well, like they, they looked at me like I was dumb because I was like, did he catch that? And they're like, yeah, he caught that. That may, have been, the, that may have been the loudest the crowd was all yes. day too. Yep. It was sick. It would have been a great pick. Um, and Justin is so good at that. Like in that same spot, he's gotten his hands on the ball eight times in yep. camp. And Bradley Chubb was within arm's length. Yeah. Back of the end zone, it. just kind of like policing the back of the end zone. Anything that's coming in there, he's going to break on and he just... Day after day is making plays on the ball there. Yep, completely. All right. I think that covers it. Yeah. Ooh, bless Austin. Really great pass breakup. Really great pass breakup. That's nice. my last note. Fan Hicks oh, and Demory Mathis. Did you see the one in the back of the end zone? No. Oh, my goodness. He jumped up. It was in that same drill. It's one-on-one. Jumped up, like diving backward. Gets like a fingertip on a ball. Bats it like over the, the back pylon. It was an incredible breakup. Oh, that was the very far corner. Yes. Yeah, I couldn't see because a bunch of people stood up. Yes. <laughs> He's having a, a fantastic, yes. what, last week, 10 days. Yep. He just looks like solid. And, and, and that's solid, what he was for the first week. Yep. And then he has kind of upped it and it's like, oh, interception. Oh, big loud play there. He's, he's really good. Yep. All right, let's give a shout-out to Green Mountain Dental Group. Uh, Several listeners have switched over. Several people that work in the office have switched over. And everyone has great things to say about Green Mountain Dental Group. More than anything is just the vibe there. Like, it's a family-owned dentist group. They treat you like family. They act like a family. Uh, And a lot of the family works there. So uh, check them out. Um, Great, great practice just outside of downtown Denver over there in Lakewood. It's like a 15-minute drive. Beautiful drive, actually, up the hill there. And... uh, if you need a new dentist, you've moved to town, or you don't like yours, check out our friends at Green Mountain Dental. Absolutely. Quick update on if the starters are playing. Nathaniel Hackett said he wanted to watch the tape today yeah. and see if they were going to play. My guess is uh, the big-time guys are not going to play, but we'll see. Who is the biggest name that plays? Oh, if, man. If Melvin was healthy, I'd say they give Javante some run. If... Tim Patrick was healthy. I'd say they give Jerry Judy some run. <laughs> mm, that's a good question. Uh, I'm going to say... Jonas Griffith? Oh, that's a good one. I think we might go. We might be able to go a little higher than yeah. that. It's not Kareem. It's not Sertan. It's not Simmons. I, Assuming they're going that I direction. Mean, how, how big of a name is Calvin Anderson? He's your starting right tackle. Not a big name. What about Josie Jewell? Just because no, you want I that chemistry? Yeah, he's not playing. If, uh, if, okay. Uh, I, I don't think so. Um, boy. Then it's probably got to be a receiver. KJ? I don't think he's no, good no, to no, go. No. Oh, right. He's trying no, for week they're, one. They're taking him really slow. Um, a quick update. Melvin Gordon has a foot contusion. 
Uh, so that's actually way better news than it could have been. Everybody's and, getting contused. Uh, that, that was funny. That was yeah, I got, like, I, like I got like four likes on that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what is? Are we? I think that's their way of saying lower body injury. Contusion like, just, just means bruise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just means bruise. It's the big word for bruise. Yep. It's literally the the definition. Yep. Really, I yeah. imagine like something. No. I imagine contusion has a protrusion. Like mm. like there's like a bump. No, well yeah, that's what happens with a bruise. Sometimes you get a little bump. Yeah, but yeah, a, a region of injured tissue or skin in which blood capillaries have been ruptured, a bruise. Yeah, a bruise. It, it, <laughs> yes, it, it's it's like yeah, it's the it's the tough guy's word. It's bruised like broken foot. and fractured. Bruised foot shouldn't stop you. Oh, from practicing in the with the cowboys or yeah, I agree. With from that. <laughs> from <laughs> playing the preseason game. Like what? I feel like it wouldn't even hurt. I think it would probably <laughs> yeah, hurt. Probably because at some point he said, "Hey, is there something wrong I, with my foot?" For what? For what? I'm for what it's worth. I'm not questioning his toughness. I'm questioning the um, injury report. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, we'll, we'll follow. I mean, you would think that in a week he'd be back practicing. So we'll see. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Biggest name though. Are we done with that? Uh, we didn't. I think so. We didn't have a good. We answer. didn't name anybody. Yeah, <laughs> it was honestly too too good of a question. We gave you up. Yeah. 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 I want someone to say that to me in an interview once. What if all the starters That's too just good run of a out question. there? I don't yeah. Even have an answer yeah. For. Maybe all the starters are gonna go out there and we're gonna sound dumb. No. No. Nathaniel Russell? Hackett okay. has been very okay. against that. So like, you're a, if you what would you set the odds on for Russell Wilson one series? Um, uh, boy, I would say uh, Russell Wilson one series plus two hundred. Oh, okay. okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a there's a chance. Mm, I'm more plus like plus five hundred. Here's my thing that I think could happen. the The first team was so good today that they go to Nathaniel Hackett and they're like, "Bro, please let us go beat up on the Cowboys <laughs> in front of our fans." And it would like, "All right, fine." It wouldn't be the first team, it would be Russ. I don't know if we talked about this yesterday. Maybe we did, so I'll just say it quickly. Hard knocks. They're just playing football at yep. their practice. Yeah. Yep. I couldn't oh believe my, my eyes. I didn't even know it was allowed. I so I got out there we don't need to go down the whole story. I was waiting a half hour for Dak to come out of that thing because he's just, he warms up by himself. Weird. Standing next to all the Cowboys guys. And I was just talking with Cowboys guys. And I was like, so have, have the Cowboys like tackled in practice? He's like, no, like, no, of course not. And I was like, oh, it's just weird. thinking you're an idiot today. Yeah. Uh, all these, I'm not a fan of the Cowboys media, but uh, uh, that's not surprising. Yeah, that isn't. But yeah. And I was like, well, they did on hard knocks and they're all just like, well, I mean, that's just for hard knocks. And it's like, well, they're just recording practice. Like they, yeah. you think they're taking guys to the side and tackling, but that's not the point. The point is that is weird that they are tackling. Yeah. And I loved what Dan Campbell said about it. Like I, it's definitely some like hardo bro science, but he's just like, like, this will harden you and prepare you and actually help you get injured less if you hit in, pra- in training camp. And I'm just like, if you hey. make it to the season. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't know. I, I have to imagine t- practicing tackling makes you better at tackling. Even if you're a professional football. Player. Yeah. I was going to say Dan Campbell's uh, answer for it's really stupid, but his, the fact that they're doing that, that is, um, the biggest part of the game on defense, 100, and uh-huh. you don't do that ever for, until the regular season, <laughs> except for three times. And your starters may not ever do that if they don't play in the regular. It is yeah. a little mind blowing. And he was very honest with the team. He's like, "Hey, if I thought that I could get you guys where you need to be 
by not never even putting the pads on, I would do it. Like I care about you guys a lot, but I think this is the best path for us being good. Side note, Jamal Williams big speech saying we're not a three win team. They're a three-win team. Nah, they're six-win They're win a three-win team. I don't know. They got Jameson Williams, who are number nine, baby. <laughs> Dude, I cried. I, Eventually. I, I, I shed a tear on that speech. It was that wow. good. Wow. But you didn't buy it. No, I bought it. Oh, okay. They're doubling the win total. Wow. I love it. I love it. All right. Colin for Mullins comes in. Please don't tell me I'm the only one who just made the connection between Walton and Walmart. Oh, you are. No, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And then the 70 billion just came out of nowhere, Colin. 13th richest American. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, he's just saying like he didn't think about the name being just Walton Walmart. No. I think he didn't also build a connection between the two. Either way, only one. <laughs> <laughs> love no. you, buddy. Melbourne Bronco says, my boys. Also, Colin from Owens, give us a poem, wait, please. Wait. Love you, Colin from Oh, Owens. yes. I thought that was Melbourne Bronco for a second. I was like, okay, if you're from Australia. Oh, mm, no. Fair. But no. no. My boys, hypothetical question. You can't answer. It just won't happen. We get to the end of the season. Broncos finish 7-10. and 10. Just, won't, we just won't happen. It's not going <laughs> to happen. Just won't happen. Missed the playoffs and Russ had a mediocre season and hasn't had his contract extended. The Walton Penner group decided to open the checkbook and throw $60 million a year to... Question mark, question mark, question mark. Personally, I think we're on the verge of becoming a powerhouse franchise. The next 20 years will be awesome. Cheers. So, Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, how <laughs> many, I don't think there's like a big, a, a big option yeah. here. I don't even... Who would Kirk be available? Cousins? Yeah, <laughs> he would love that. Uh, oh god, don't make me think of him. Um, like Rogers already did his deal. Yeah, I mean, no, and there aren't many options. Who is available next year? No one. No one's ever available if they're good. I think these owners are gonna be really good, but we don't know for sure that they're not insane. So <laughs> who do, knows? I do think like there is a potential. They're like, hey, like, don't we have to see if Russ like Russ is good with the Broncos before we extend them? Like, I would just hope someone's like, no. You have to have a quarterback. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Oh, Lamar Jackson's a free agent Whoa! next year. <laughs> I'm all in. Um, oh, Quentin Nelson as well. In. So the Broncos throw $60 million a year to Quentin Nelson. If Javante goes for 2000 why not? I'd rather give, <laughs> I would legitimately rather give $60 million a year to Quentin Nelson than Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I would pay the 60 Probably million to not have too. him. Uh, Arvada Luke, fellas. Uh, deregulate sports that are really hobbies. Wow. Oh, that was, what was that? that was my take. We yeah. shouldn't have like regulated lawn darts. Wow. Um, yep. No one would try to standardize the smorgasbord of house rules in the beer pong ecosystem. Why be so self-important with others? I guarantee you there's professional beer pong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, with rules. Hashtag Peyton for Prez. The relationship we as Broncos fans have with Josh Allen is so funny to me. Is he a local guy? Wyoming. No. Yeah, no, he's he's not a local guy. The relationship that I think we have with him is like, we're sad that they didn't pick him instead of Bradley Chubb. And also kind of in the backyard for college, not local, but he was in the backyard for college. And he just kind of seems, when he was coming out, like a very likable guy. Yeah, he also seemed really soft. Yeah. I do not, not have that true. attachment, by the way. Just on that. You don't there. like him. Well, you're not I'm a Colorado. Like, eh. True, yeah. that's what it is. Get out of here. In my opinion, Wyoming might as well be Montana. <laughs> See, and I, it might as well be a Dakota. It's a terrible state. I mean, it might as well be Eastern Montana. I'll give you that. I'm not hating on Wyoming, um, but, but you're about to hate <laughs> yeah. on Wyoming. It's so windy. How it would it, how could anyone choose to live in a place that's so windy all the time? 
And That's they why do. not many people live there, Ryan. That is true. <laughs> I did recently figure out it's like Montana in that there's like this sliver on the west side that's dope, and then there's ninety percent of it where it's like this is yeah. hell. Lake Glendo, fire, wow, absolute fire. Sounds fake, but no, it's I real. It does. Uh, he finishes and said, "I just remember knowing about him. Kind of wishing we drafted him to him beating the Patriots in the playoffs to the Bills being seemingly the only answer to the Chiefs in the AFC. I consider myself a diehard Broncos fan." Yet I own Bill Zubaz pants. Weird. Huh. Um, he'd be cool. He'd be a cool Denver QB, which got me thinking. Who knows? If you told me in 2010 that we'd end up with QB and Peyton, who was undefeated against the Broncos in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I'd call you overly optimistic. If you told me in 2015 that we'd end up with a QB that beat us in the Super Bowl two years prior, I'd take your car keys away. See you guys at the tailgate. Hell yeah. Cheers, Arvada Luke. Well, there we go. I love it. If Josh Allen is the Broncos' next quarterback when Russell Wilson hangs it up, sign me up. Oh, that'd be epic. Yep. Next one coming in from Samuel B. So he says, I just finished listening to the podcast. and remember that last week when I was in London, I saw a Nashville spicy chicken stand next to the Tower of London. And it reminded me of you guys. I didn't eat there, but looked great. No question today. Just wanted to share this with you guys. One more thing. Why am I not surprised that the only member of the media that welcomed the new owners before asking his question was Zach? Zach is the man and definitely not Chris Bosh. Hey. There we go, Samuel. My guy. What a weird thing to say to Chris (laughs) Bosh. Yeah, I know. No, I forgot I was going to call you CB all day. Um, yeah, you forgot because I'm not. You're the only one who said, what did you say? Welcome to Denver? Yeah. Yeah, or I said uh, congratulations or something like oh, okay, that. Okay. Welcome to Denver. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what I a like guy. I'm going to steal you. that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked Troy Rank didn't do it. Hey, Dalton. Yeah, yeah, Welcome he does do that. <laughs> <laughs> Big Hank Stan on rice cookers. Get one. If you can afford it, get one with a pressure cooker and induction heating element. That would be an instant pot. Um, You can make rice quickly, and it will hold warm all day. I'm a daily home cook, and I've been making rice for 30 years, and this appliance has totally rocked my world. Helping me to realize the rice I thought I was making well was absolute garbage. Thank you. I remember I recommend the Cuckoo brand. Uh, They are standard in Korea and worth the money. Uh, to that end, if you could spend two weeks traveling around in Korea and eating the bleep out of delicious Korean street <laughs> fare and drinking your weight in soju with any Denver Bronco from the Super Bowl 32 squad, oh. who would you pick and why? Love Hank Stan, Shannon Sharp. I was going to say Shannon Sharp. <laughs> yep. Man, but you're drinking your weight in soju. I have to go with John. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to see. I, I'm still picking Shannon. <laughs> I'm picking Shannon for sure. Fair, fair. John's tempting. Yeah. He's John Elway. It is John Elway. Romanowski? Oh, boy. I don't. We're getting into some trouble there. <laughs> that, that may get you into <laughs> North Korea definitely or something. Jail, yeah. <laughs> we won't lose whatever happens, though. That is true. Next one from Seymour72 says, Gentlemen, greetings from the so-called west of tiny England. <laughs> Hank, look up the country of blank. Gloucester. Yes, Gloucestershire, and you'll be the judge. (laughs) Two things today. One, grilled American cheese is 10% as good as grilled halloumi cheese at best. Get some halloumi on the barbecue. We're barbecuing cheese? Uh, It feels like it would slide right through. Have you ever had smoked queso? No. Yeah. It's so good. That sounds good. Two, with training camp draw to a, drawing to a close, I want to give a shout-out to G, or RG for the brilliant DNVR Spotlight videos every day. The shot variety, the editing, the slow modes of music, the Italian opera music on about day two or three was genius. The different stories each day. Romy popping up at random RG's outfit, coordinating sunglasses, lenses. All hugely appreciated. Thank you, RG. At All the best, Christopher. If Zach ends up reading this comment, it's pronounced <laughs> Gloucestershire. <laughs> Gloucestershire. <laughs> Gloucestershire. You were was, right there, Seafoam. 
I was wow. I was thinking like just based on the spelling, it's got to sound like Worcestershire. Right, right, right. I've just I just pulled it up on a map, fairly west. I'll give him that. But the towns in England, what the hell? Ledbury, Herefordford, Rossonwye, Stroud, Titbury, Chippenham, Bath. It's kind of reminds me of the names of their food. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kidderminster. Yeah. Like spotted dick. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Church Stretton. Nash Bronco says the place to get Nashville hot chicken would be Prince's, where it was first popularized back as early as the 1930s. Ooh. The founder of the place was apparently a womanizer. Yikes. And oh. after a late night of not being with her, his then girlfriend made him some fried chicken with extra cayenne pepper on it as revenge. Wow. Instead, he decided he loved it and was one of the first items available from the barbecue shack Damn, he started. That's messed wow. up. Wow. First of all, that's the one place I didn't make it to mm. uh, of like hot chicken places while I was out there, so <laughs> it's definitely on the list next time. The problem was it's like we didn't have a car or anything and it was like the one that was open was like 30 minutes out of town mm. also wouldn't the like technology have updated in the last hundred years For like I've, you'd think like the most recent chicken sandwich would be the one where it's like you're pulling from everything and bang you're this is the best one no well, i don't know recipes food, that food. don't use technology yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Every, they just ate like bread hundreds of years ago right well, things have they, gotten better no just taste buds developed and so they wanted more things with more flavor. Drinking that athletic greens. Yes. <laughs> the adaptogens. <laughs> um, what was the other thing I was going to say about that? Oh, if, you won it. if it was the other way around and I was that guy in that position, the girl would have actually made me the chicken with no spices. That's my point. <laughs> just be screaming. <laughs> and you would, have, you would have never shared it with the world. Yeah, I'd no. be like, this is terrible. I'm sorry. Uh, how observable are the difference between head coaches in a joint practice like this? Can you actually see how Mike McCarthy leads versus our boy Hackett? No. If you wanted to, then you could. Yeah. If, but I, that's just not worth I'll the be time. completely honest. I did not... My eyes did not go on to Mike McCarthy one time today. I forgot he was the he coach until the joke earlier. Like, if he wasn't there, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to tell you if he was there or not. No, 100%. 100%. And also, Nathaniel Hackett was very much the play caller today. So he's dialed mm-hmm. in on that. For sure. Next uh, finally, he says, as a Star Wars fan, myself, I couldn't help but love the interaction RK shared yesterday. I couldn't mm-hmm. help but love it either. <laughs> <laughs> Broncos 502 says, RK, medium saucepan, add the amount of rice you want, Don't and then this. add water. How much water, you cooker. ask? Stick your finger into the rice, touching the bottom of the saucepan. Fill to the first line and inside of your index finger closest to the rice. Heat high to start boiling and then reduce to once it starts boiling. Let it sit like that for 20 minutes. Rice will be perfect and fluffy. You never said take your finger out. So I'm just imagining oh, the no. water is boiling. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. He goes, what's the plan for Nashville? Hold like, on really quick. Why would I ever do that when I have a rice cooker? And okay, my thing, someone someone mentioned this earlier, like was coming after me, like you have to have it in a rice cooker. I'm sure it's great in a rice cooker. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't have one. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it's great. Yeah, if you have one, you would never cook I microwave rice is great too. Yeah, exactly. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> he goes on and says, what's the plan for Nashville? Living in Louis- Louisville, mm-hmm. I absolutely have to be there. Last question, where are we sitting for the game? I'd love to sit with some fellow Broncos fans. Can't wait to see you guys in Nashville. Yeah, I have no idea what the plan for our seating arrangements at any of the games we're going to would be. Like, how many media passes are we getting? Who's mm-hmm. sitting in the... Is anyone sitting in the stadium? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Um, other than that, all I can really tell you is there will be a tailgate mm-hmm. near the stadium or, like, on the grounds, very close to, if not on. And uh, Saturday night, we're having a big party at a bar somewhere. Love it. Lit. Let's go, baby. And that chicken place. Oh, also, Church's people are talking chicken. about how... Um, Microwave rice, less nutrients. Just 
but, but yeah, that yeah. maybe like thirty years ago. I don't care about that. Well, yeah. athletic. I know greens. you don't. I was, that was more athletic of a hard greens. <laughs> uh, Drew Peacock says, "Which player on the roster today is most likely to be the next Trinity Benson, aka the guy who unexpectedly goes off in camp and gets moved for a day three pick?" And why is that player Eric Sadler? He's not oh. going anywhere. Oh, he may be. No, keeping not. five. Um, no, keeping four. Cut back. Yeah, he's the only fullback so far. Yeah, exactly. That's why he's staying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fine. Um, but it's not going it, 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 to... No, no. It's going to be bulkier, <laughs> yeah, Eric. He's going um, in the running back room. Um, <laughs> who's going to go off unexpectedly and get traded? Jonathan Cooper. Yeah, why not Jonathan Cooper? Yeah. Jonathan Cooper. And I think Malik Reed has actually played well enough recently mm-hmm. that he's off. He's off of the potential trade candidates list. Yep. I would disagree. Nick Benito was... Nick Benito, Baron Browning is your 3-4. If Randy Gregory's healthy. Randy Gregory needs to be back to full health. He One was of, healthy enough to get in the mix today. Whew, yes, he was. Whew. I mean, he was uh, he was all up in the Cowboys, giving them hugs. The coaches are telling him, get the F out of here. Oh. And he was just staying with the Cowboys players. He was having a great time with the Cowboys, and the coaches did not the, the Cowboys coaches did not like it. Well, then he was in the mix on some fights, mm-hmm. yeah. and then he went back to hugging. Yeah. <laughs> also, he apparently still does not have a great relationship with at least one reporter from Dallas. That doesn't surprise me. No, there's at least one though. That's where I thought you were going. Yes, I saw. I saw yes. that as well. What? Just as he's walking into the Broncos facility, there was a Cowboys reporter that had been waiting there probably forever to talk to him. And Gregory just walks by and says, oh, can we talk to you? And he says, no. And the Cowboys person says, oh, come on, we're here. And he says, uh, like, uh, I'm not falling for that. And he says, not falling for what? You know I won't do that. And he goes, I'm not falling for that. And uh, That was not mine. No, there was no. something else. There was a little back and forth at one point. Okay. But we don't need to go into details. Ah. Like, it was, it, no, there weren't, like, they were 50 no, I, yards away, but yeah, there was a little back and forth. Wow. Okay. This, like, oh, I see that, you. The, the Dallas media, like especially Cowboys media, like any New York media, and that's probably the end of the list, but they just, they're just kind of built different. The, yes. They certainly <laughs> are. Apparently. And nice. they're not nice. Yeah. Uh, Bronk Euler says, firstly, I refuse to believe that everyone has a rice, that not everyone has a rice cooker. It's mm-hmm. an essential appliance, oh. and if you don't have one, you are wrong. Um, wow. More people are wrong than right, then. Yeah, All of us are wrong. Probably the way things are <laughs> in the world. Uh, secondly, I had a couple takeaways from the ownership news. Firstly, I think we got such a distinguished group with the inclusion of Condi Rice, Melody Hobson, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Uh, I'm not sure about the individuals that make up the other ownership groups around the league, but I'm sure you'd be hard-pressed to find a more impressive group of individuals. I'm also really heartened to hear that George Payton will be in charge of the football side of things. I know a lot of people are clamoring for Payton to be involved, uh, but I don't think it would be best for him to be, or but I think it would be best for him to be in an informal advisory role than being a formal member of the organization. Not to say he's not a team player or anything, but I'd rather not see him in the position where he could be jockeying for influence against Payton. This is very confusing. A lot of Payton stuff. Uh, and the Walton <laughs> Pretty Grimm. clear to me. Uh, I, I think know. Payton is a little too big and perhaps too opinionated for him to play such a role. Um, uh, interesting note. Peyton Manning practice again today. He's mm-hmm. been at both practices that the owners have been in charge and have been here. And he was only at one practice before all of that. Just the, yeah. an interesting thing. It As interesting. the friend of the Cowboys reporters, they all said, oh, is that Peyton Manning? It's like he's 15 feet away. Yeah, that's Peyton Manning. <laughs> like you know, that's yes. <laughs> we should sort of. I'm I'm in, I'm liking where this is heading. Like a, maybe a feud with the Cowboys media. Yeah. Mm, 
you gonna get in a fight with him in the press box? I'm not gonna start it, but I think one's gonna start. Enjoy your only time in the press box. <laughs> I'm not gonna lose. <laughs> Just don't throw the first punch. You'll be fine. There you go. Um, Braun Oilers. Also a side note. Next time you make a grilled cheese, add some urban garlic cream cheese. Cream cheese makes everything better. Yes. Uh, and the combination of that with some gooey melted cheddar in between two golden brown buttered slices of bread is divine. If you want to get extra with it, add some bacon and a side of tomato soup uh, for dipping in it. Absolutely slaps. Yeah. I firmly believe you could add cream cheese to anything like that. Wouldn't it be like totally weird and it's better. Of course. Absolutely. Cream cheese on pizza is fantastic. Cream cheese on a mm. burger. Yep. yep. Cream cheese on a grilled cheese. Yep. Um, anything. Yeah. Cream cheese to dip. I think cream cheese can be the sixth best cheese for a lot of situations, but it's only like top one for a couple. I'm just saying it mm. always, like, you would never say like, man, this would have been better if it didn't have cream cheese on it. Right. No, you're not saying Sometimes that. you get a lot of cream cheese. I actually like had a bad even... cream cheese experience this morning. I went to Starbucks with a cup. I got a bagel, got some cream cheese. It was weirdly sour. There was something wrong with oh, it. So you got bad today is just cheese, not bro. the day for me. I can't, you believe you would, right. I can't believe you'd say that about Melody Hobson today. Oh, no, don't yeah, tell. Please don't tell. Ridiculous. Melody, it was great the way it's supposed to be. Is she? She's just on the board? She's a chairwoman of Starbucks. What does that Like, what does she do for them? It's a great question <laughs> because the chairman of Walmart is uh, Greg Penner. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have to do much because if you can ho- own a whole-ass football team. Yeah. Apparently not. I'll do it. No. Probably just get a fat paycheck. There's like a meeting once a week and it's like you talk to the shareholders and you kind of are the shareholders and it's like, oh, we got to get rid of the CEO or like, we're good or like, we got to buy back a bunch of stocks or like, it's all... Like, it's probably not even once a week. It's like no, you're basically the owner. You act like the owner because there's usually like a bunch of people, a bunch of shareholders. You're basically the owner. You're the head shareholder. It's yes. not bad to be that and then the same title essentially with the Broncos. Oh, and also for uh, Melody, you know, she's also the CEO of Aerial Investments, which I looked into. She's been that for like 22 years. They have $18 billion in like things that they bought. Assets, yes, that's the word, and uh, and it's ninety five percent owned by like the board and the employees, that's which cool. and as the chair, that means she has a lot of that. It's a there's a lot of money. Yeah, anyone that's on this board, Henry has a lot of money. It's yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. impressive. <laughs> Just wait until they invite me to be the head the head of fan the chairman of fan relations. Dude, they got Steve Atwater for that. What are you talking about? You trying to take Steve's job? No, I'm he's, telling. He works for the Broncos. I work for the the ownership group. I want you guys to fight for it. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> that would be fun. Last one coming in from Howie Boot My Booner says, "Gents, <laughs> what? can you please explain why the Guardian helmets are needed to cover an existing helmet to prevent mm-hmm. concussion? That would be like wearing a condom over the top of another condom because the first one doesn't prevent STDs. Don't listen to that. Seems like the hard, the hard helmets are the problem, not the solution. Uh, what Guardian helmets do, what I was told, they reduce impact uh, and uh, hits by 10%. Think of it like an airbag. Like it's the same thing. It just slows things down just a tiny bit more during the contact. I mean, it's really obvious to me. The helmets are hard. The Guardians are... Caps are soft. Yeah, right. so like they, an airbag. Like it's it's instead of hard on hard, it's soft on soft. The right. thing is, like with brains, there's nothing you can do. Like it's just like, oh, your brain rattled around in your skull. Like that's what you're trying to avoid. And there's like you can't put a padding around your brain inside your skull. We should make brain airbags. How far mm-hmm. are we from that? Not that far. Let's not a, dive into it. If they go okay. too hard, it's gonna crack through your skull. Well, no, they're just like, um, it's more like bumpers, like for bowling. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. That's what a helmet is. 
I wonder if we should call up our girl Melody, see if she wants to invest. Ah. She probably would. (laughs) I have another company I would rather her invest in. (laughs) Ah, that's true. He goes on and says, call back to the toasty conversation. As a young lad, I worked at a mountaintop resort in British Columbia ski resort as a night cleaner. It had about six different restaurants and eateries within the building. One night I was drunk at work and thought I would make the ultimate toasty. I think this is grilled cheese. I think so. I think you're right. Uh, I uh, put 12 (laughs) different cheeses from various eateries and made a toasty that was at least two inches thick. It was not ultimate. The cheese in the middle had not melted and was cold. I struggled to finish it and was very ill afterwards. I also did not go to the toilet for two whole days. No. Good times. I wonder if you also returned to work after that. Well, it is tough sometimes to get that cheese in the middle melted. Was Mm -hmm. he not like drinking water at least? I mean, I that think probably doesn't count. He's only talking about half of probably bathroom chips, unless it really like <laughs> clogged it up. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to think about that. Okay, um, I think toasty's a hilarious word, by the way. That is, and we're not calling it that though. Uh, I hated I like it toasty. first. I'm warming I up like to toasty. it. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me laugh every time. <laughs> All right, uh, anything else, boys? I think that's it. That will put a bow on training camp for wow. us. Wow. And I just have to say, like from a from a broad spectrum um it was so refreshing to see like what looks like a real football team out there um no like convincing yourself of things um no like having to talk yourself into how the potential of the quarterback could possibly blossom because of that one throw you saw at that one point it's like this is a this is a team and even today i was just thinking like what other what's the best quarterback matchup i've ever seen in a joint (laughs) practice Best I came to was Joe Flacco versus Jimmy Garoppolo. So I got to see Yikes. Dak Prescott versus Russell Wilson, and it was awesome. Yeah. And uh, I think this is this is the end of the first chapter of what's going to be a really fun book this year. I love it. I love it. And a really fun, as Russell Wilson said, 10 to 12 years. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you, know right. what, you know what else Russ says? What? Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. We will be with you on Saturday after the game. Stay up late with us. We'll talk about everything that happened. Whose stock is up? Whose stock is down? What it looks like for making the team. Should be a good time. Until then, we're taking tomorrow off, getting some R&R, but we'll catch you guys later.